All right. YMSolarMedia.com, uh, SwapUSA.org. Uh, Phoenix Khalida doing Swapcast with uh, special guests. Dig it. And welcome to Swapcast. I'm super excited because I have guests on today, which means y'all don't have to listen to me talk by myself again for like the hundredth time. <laughs> so uh, we actually have the new directors of Swap, Velvet and Alexandria, if y'all would like to say hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, what we really want to do with this episode is a... Um, New staff moving swap in new directions, so get to know who the staff is and that sort of thing. Because I don't think we've we made a, um, a public announcement on the swap website, and there's been a couple tweets about it, but I don't think we've really um, had sort of like an in depth get to know the new directors of swap sort of thing. So that's really the goal today. Um, so I'm probably just going to ask y'all a couple questions. Feel free to answer, feel free to tangent, feel free to curse and laugh and cry and all that other good shit. Um, but yeah, so uh, Alexandra, you want to go first? You want to tell us a little bit about yourself and why you wanted to work with Swap? Uh, what's up, everybody? I'm Alexandria. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, I've been a sex worker. I call myself a career sex worker. It just sounds fancy for other people mostly, but I've been a sex worker for most of my life and doing activism for free uh, because I wanted to, um, because I wanted to help and I knew I could. And when you see when you see how bad things are, when you see how things could be changed or helped, you just want to help, especially when you're there. And I felt that personally. And I've done indirect, direct. You know, I've worked outdoors. I understand the disparities of working outdoors. But mostly, I'm just a happy tourist person, disabled femme, out here in these streets trying to get shit done. You feel me? I love it. And Velvet, how about you? Yeah, hi. I've been a sex worker for a decade. Um, I mostly now do domination and BDSM play, but I've done literally every fucking type of sex work you could possibly imagine. I feel like a lot of us are like that. Um, I'm also an organizer, and I'm also a social worker, um, and I live in Chicago, and, you know, I... I don't know, I'm kind of witchy and like I'm an immigrant and so I have do a lot of stuff out of my free time connecting to my ancestors and doing like spells and shit. That's kind of where my mind has been this week. But yeah, I'm just kind of an all around, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, so it's been a couple weeks um, since y'all have started uh, in the director positions at Swap. How is it going? You know, like most jobs, there's a learning curve for, you know, something that's new. And in this case, 
I was my position changed, which was fine. I was very happy to be where I am. But there's a lot more deep dive stuff that wasn't in my position before that is now. And so far, I feel really good about the changes that I'm making. And though it can be stressful sometimes because, you know, we're dealing with a lot of folks, a lot of people. I try my best to stay grounded and remember what's important. And that's the bottom up support part. And that's what I really care about, making sure resources get out to folks. That's my number one priority. I love that, actually. How about you, Velvet? Yeah, Um, I think I have a a much greater learning curve just because I'm like completely new to the organization. Um, I've kind of volunteered and fucked around with SWAP over the past couple years, but it's been such a transition to come into it internally. And so I, you know, I'm a Virgo rising. I always do this, that like I'm really like organized, but I just like want to already be perfect at things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's been such a really nice environment to give me like actual moments to pause and like take it slow and and really learn in a very deep way. So I'm really excited. I have to say, some of the highlights of my day are getting to have meetings with y'all, because y'all crack me up during the meetings, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy the staff <laughs> No, I love having meetings with you both. It's really nice to be around other Black people, because there's a certain level yeah. of comfort that we know we can, not guarantee, but we know on a baseline we're probably going to have. And if you're this, you know, high up as far as organizing goes, like chances are you're gonna be gonna be a chill motherfucker, and you both really are. You both are those chill motherfuckers. Well, I certainly try. Yeah, to and be. I think it's been really nice because we have it's almost like a ritual. Like every day at the same time, we talk and we check in, and we know we talk about work, but we also talk about how we're doing. Like, and whether that's like, oh, I'm super great today, or I'm like, oh, I'm taking all these meds, different meds, and I feel kind of fucked up. And you can just be honest and be yourself. I'm just like, wow, I haven't worked in a place like this before. And Honestly, I've, I've never had that experience anywhere else except for here. The way that capitalism isn't running the organization, the people are, and that makes a huge difference for me. I mean, Jesus yeah. was a white man too, but you, you know, it's like, we have, he was a historical figure. I mean, that's a verifiable fact, as is Santa. I just want right. the kids watching to know that. Yes. But my point is, how do you just revise it, you know, in the middle of the legacy of the story and change Santa from white to black? Yeah. This this is Swapcast, folks. <laughs> Venus Kalita, you're back on. So really, we were talking about enjoying our blackness and you hit us with a fucking Megyn Kelly, really? Yes, ma'am. I need a new producer. Um, anyways, y'all. <laughs> we were saying, uh, yeah, so we were talking about meetings and how we all enjoy them. And please continue. Yeah, okay. it's nice well, to yeah. dial into a meeting and that the capitalism part isn't the main focus. Like, tell me about your numbers. Tell me about your wins and losses. And it's still so sterile. But uh-huh. these are the only motherfuckers you're working with. So your relationship with them should be professional, but it should also be way more transparent and casualty usually lends to that. So you can have real conversations with people and not have these nice, nice niceties with them every five seconds. So it's not as genuine, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are you most excited about um, when it comes to working with SWAP? Like what are some of the goals, some of the ideas? 
I will say, you know, like part of my role is like really doing like the strategic initiative and vision, you know, obviously in a, co- on a, co- in a collaborative way, but spearheading the strategic initiative portion of SWAP and it feels really exciting to be such an integral part of what the future of SWAP can look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially coming in at a time where the organization is transitioning to this like horizontal leadership. It's like we get to really use our imagination <laughs> and not kind of like using Alexandria's words, like not having an organization that is like so rooted in like traditional nonprofit capitalistic structure. And I feel excited about how much learning I'm going to do as I'm helping, um, you know, further the vision and mission of SWAP mm-hmm. and that we all get to work together to to create something beautiful and abundant and maybe like different. So I love that. Um, can you explain the concept of horizontal leadership? Cause I think some folks may not be familiar with the term or the concept. Yeah. You know, when we have like regular corporations or nonprofits, you have this hierarchy. Like I think about the organizational tree um, or like the staff tree and you have like an executive director and then you have like a director and then you have all these other people. And there's like this kind of like, hierarchy where you have a direct report and people are seen as like the subordinate and that's actually the word subordinate is language that I've experienced be used for positions I've been in and I think SWAP has really pushed to move away from that so we are a team of three co-directors that are all on the same level meaning I think most importantly like all of our voice in terms of decision making um, has the same weight and I've been in places where because you're a subordinate, your opinions are not really factored in. Um, we're taking around, taking out that hierarchy and therefore like that kind of power by making sure that each of us um, has the same voice um, to the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for explaining that. I'm, I'm so excited about using this as a model too, um, just because it is so different than so many other places. But if you're a social justice uh, organization, like how could you have anything else, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, Alexandra, how about you? Where are you excited to see SWAP going? I'm excited that more people are having an abolitionist mindset and that they are really taking a focus on the things that are really important. I think a lot of things get in the way of, you know, or can get in the way of activism. But I'm really excited to help these chapters focus on their goals more than anything so we can get the, get help and get resources in the hands of the people in their community that need it the most. Lots of education, stuff to boost morale too because we also need that. We need to know that you know breaks are important and that our boundaries are important and we should be abiding by that for at least ourselves but also for the other people around us we have to organize with. Absolutely. And hopefully teach myself some more lessons along the damn way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, that's actually awesome. I think the thing I'm most excited about with SWAP is actually seeing an organization that puts its principles into practice. You know, cuz there's always a lot of companies that say things like, "Oh, we value diversity and you know, we value different lived experiences, but they never really show that when it comes to like leadership. They don't show that uh, when it comes to who's involved with taking things in different directions or doing the decision making, you know, and it's like, I feel like SWAP has said that, you know, um, 
being social justice minded is important as an organization and I just really love that like now there's like follow through with it like you know what I mean so it's just mm-hmm. like we really mm-hmm. are putting into you know practicing what we preach if you will and I'm just like so excited about that I'm, I'm like please let this be like the future of sex worker rights activism <laughs> like I want every org to do this you know to have um this sort of uh, approach to things I'm just I'm so excited about it I really am but yeah yeah so i don't know what do y'all want to talk about what do y'all want what do y'all want people to know i know i'm leaving it very open-ended but <laughs> let me think mm-hmm. i guess i want people to you know something that i'm seeing reflected in swap is like that sex workers are of so many different gender identities and when I think of sex work in the mainstream I think of thin cisgender white straight women mm-hmm. and then it's mm-hmm. like swap is out here being like no fuck that shit that's actually not true um, and it just makes me feel so excited because I think sometimes some of the reasons that I don't do certain organizing is because I don't feel like I fit in I'm like yeah. I don't see anyone that looks like me I'm not excited mm-hmm. for this um, and so I'm hoping that just like our, pre- without, without tokenizing us, right, that right. our presence, that our existence, that people seeing us will help folks like shift um, the, the first image they have when they think about a sex worker um, mm-hmm. to like folks that are folks of color and folks that are queer and folks that are empowered. Um, I feel, I just feel super empowered to be in this position. I feel like my whole life journey has this is a bit sentimental, but my whole life journey has culminated to me being here. And it just feels so right. And I really want to, like, work with y'all and, like, fuck shit up mm-hmm. <laughs> in, like, a radical way. I love it. Yo. I feel like I feel so much the same about, like, this is this was the next correct step for me. It felt like the next move for me mm-hmm. when I talked to, like, my friends and other organizers and I'm like, hey, you've been in this shit for a long time. How do you? How would you feel if I was here doing this and getting that, getting the validation from those people, the people who run orgs that I really respect? Mm-hmm. They were excited about me being here, and that made me excited too. Because I'm like, damn, this must be what I should be doing. Right. Right. No, I know the feeling. Um, I think a lot of people really didn't see it coming with Swap as far as like this is what the new leadership uh, is going to look like. I think a lot of folks just were like, wait, really? Swap is doing that? So I also hope that gives us an opportunity to um, sort of like get back with some other sex work communities. I know like people have uh, have had reservations about Swap in the past because it was so, um, you know, like white cisgendered. Uh, sex workers. So I, I'm really also hoping this is a great time to start coalition building and community building with other sex workers. So yeah, but you know, when it comes to things that uh, Swap does, um, I'm super excited that so many of our chapters are, you know, getting back into stuff, even, you know, despite COVID, which uh, fuck Rona, honestly, but um, getting back into doing things like outreach and having events and hosting events. And so um, what are y'all doing for De- your December 17th events, like, locally? Do you know yet? Okay. We've talked about it a little bit, because now we have a swap Dallas, and they're still very new, but the organizer is not new to being a sex worker and the needs of sex workers, so it's it's really awesome. Shout out to Swap Dallas. 
But I think we had a couple things in mind, but it's, you know, with coronavirus being coronavirus, right. it's taken a lot of wind out of those sails, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we're trying to think of more restorative things that folks can do at home and feel like they can be a part of without having to leave their homes or worry about mitigating any kind of safety or distancing situation. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, I don't know. Are you, uh, you helped last year with planning Chicago's event, right, Velvet? Yes, I did. I didn't do it as a swap member. Um, I did it through the nonprofit that I worked at um, and kind of closely aligned with um, Support Host. But it was a multi-organization effort. And it was really, I mean, it was lovely. We ha- It was so fucking cold. <laughs> um, but we did the vigil outside and read all the names. And, and um, it was led by a person who I just absolutely adore and was really able to make that space um you know, like tragic, but healing, like right. it was such a heavy space. And then we went indoors and like did fellowship and there was like massages for folks. And I got to meet a lot of the folks in the uh, Chicago Swap chapter then. And so it was, it was really nice. So I'm looking forward to helping organize it as a Swap member this year. I think the funny thing is that I saw you there and I didn't know who you were. And I didn't talk to you because I didn't know who you were. <laughs> <laughs> but we were yeah, like yeah. both in the same room at the same time for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It was. But I was also like, I was also like super crabby. Like I'd gotten there like all late and I couldn't find parking. And it was like one of the days I had to use my cane because my joints were acting up and I had to like walk so far <laughs> to get there from the parking garage. Mm. And I was like so mad for the first like 10 minutes. I didn't talk to anybody. And yeah, so you, you didn't miss much. It wouldn't have not have been a good first impression <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh God. But next year. That's like the worst. <laughs> next, next time we can, we can hang out and do it. But yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, Because we don't have a Michigan chapter, and I feel like maybe we need one. So I'm just saying. Oh, that would be that. Yeah, because, you know, I'm moving. And we just got a new chapter, right? Yes. I do believe. Right, Alexandra? Maybe. (laughs) I forgot where. What? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you. Okay. What did you say? You oh, said um, we got a new chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Ohio is getting a new chapter. We're just waiting on the final stuff for them. Um, Las Vegas is getting a new chapter. I think there are whispers or some other places who are wanting to get chapters. And it's really cool to see people mobilizing, especially during this time when it's so fucking needed. You know, having all hands on deck is, you know, it's really serious mm-hmm. for, for this time. But it's great to see people step all the way the fuck up. Yes. It's kind of amazing. I love actually. it. Actually. I love it. Um, now, in your chapter or the Dallas chapter near you, do they do a lot of outreach? Yes. Um, we do outreach on our track, but we're also doing outreach to people individually. And sometimes mm-hmm. orgs will contact us, like Project Crossbur or Slot Behind Bars, and let us know that somebody is in our city and they might need help. Um, so a lot of our energy goes towards that. We also protest um, the leader of SWAP Dallas, Kimber. She goes to all the protests that are going on for Dallas and lists them online. And she's, yeah, she's definitely in that shit. 
and we're excited to do, be able to do more. Right now, we don't have a, a lot of people, so it's it's us and like a five or six other folks. But it's slowly but surely building, even during the pandemic, which is also very very chill. I love that. Um, can you uh, swap splain for us? I like the term swap splain. I'm just gonna say it because I like it. Um, what outreach looks like um, when you do it? <laughs> like what? Like because I think a lot of folks hear outreach, but they don't really know what that entails. So when you do outreach, what does that look like? What are you doing? Well, it looks different for every community, but the way I've done outreach in the past is uh, we organize and figure out what the needs are for the community that we're serving. If we don't know what those needs are, then doing a needs assessment and it's anything from a survey or talk to people that are already doing the thing that you're wanting to do and see if they have any information and be able to bend their ear. But usually um, what I like to do, especially the first time out going to a known track, you know, you go there with either like money or some, you know, something in your hand. You'd be like, here, here you go. Uh, let me know if you need anything else. Is there something like I can bring you next time I'm here? And sometimes they'll say, yeah, bring me a pack of cigarettes. Or they'll be like, hey, I got, I got a baby. Can you bring me some newborn diapers? And it's like, yeah, I got you. Newborn diapers. Okay, pack of cigarettes. What do you smoke? You know, kind of thing. Because it's not just like, here's a bottle of water. It's like a <laughs> fucking bottle of water. It's not going to do shit for me except hydrate me, but not hydrate my fucking bills. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like trying to work, having cigarettes out on the track, that's, that's something to do. Damn mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, little portable chargers. Those are also really awesome because you don't have to go find somewhere to go sit and charge your phone because most restaurants are fucking rude and they won't let you sit in there. Mm-hmm. You have to buy all this stuff. And even if you just get a drink, they get all pissed, pissed because you want to charge your phone. And some people just need a place to have electricity for a minute and they should just let people fucking do that thing. (laughs) Yeah, Um, how about you, Velvet? Do you do a lot of outreach or have you done a lot of outreach and what does it look like where you are? I've done some outreach here, like um, helping volunteer in the past couple years. And it was like going out and yeah, I think I wasn't part of the planning of the outreach. So I think some of the foundational aspects that Alexandria was talking about happened here already, like kind of assessing what the community needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so by the time I joined, it was like you we were passing out barrier methods and clean needles and, and Narcan and things like that. Um, particularly, I mean, it was really insightful for me to like really understand, like there are so many sex workers, like we are really out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like the ways that we are invis- invisibilized. So like I started doing outreach in my neighborhood I lived in Chicago, had no idea that there was like so many sex workers here and got to like really become friends, but particularly a lot of folks doing street-based work. And so it was really good to not feel like, hey, we're coming in to tell you what you need, but to be able to find the resources after they, like after individual folks are like, these are things that I need, um, whether it was like doing more GoFundMe's or coming out with literal physical resources, it was really, um, it was good. Yeah, I haven't done outreach. Well, I especially with COVID, I'm like, no way. I'm uh, I, I just can't go out for outreach. I haven't done anything um, since I was in Seattle, which was fun because I actually got to go out with um, Greenlight Project or Project Greenlight. Is it Project Greenlight or Greenlight Project? I don't know. Hmm. Greenlight Project. Greenlight Project. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, it was really cool. I got to go out with them, and it was. Um, I think just interesting getting to do outreach in like a completely different location because of course you know I'm in the Chicagoland area and there in Seattle so it was like oh like a whole new city new environment everything so it was really interesting um to get to see the way that they did outreach and uh I actually like 
I don't know if y'all have seen like their um like the room where they store their uh, outreach materials, but like that is like goals as fuck, honestly. <laughs> it's like it's so well organized and there's just so many like great things in there and everything's like all organized and labeled and I'm like every swap chapter needs this <laughs> for outreach. So that's like I would love to see every swap chapter be able to have stuff like that. I think that would be amazing. Um but yeah. So and then of course, you know, when it comes to swap, we don't obviously aren't just doing outreach. Um, you know, there's a lot of other stuff we do too as far as working with chapters. And then um, you know, also keeping people up to date on things. Do y'all find like outside of um like people who are directly like in sex work or allies of sex workers and whatnot. Do you find like folks outside of those circles have any idea of what like what sex worker rights news looks like? I feel like nobody knows what's going on ever. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I, I'm still... I usually have to have a conversation with somebody because I've, you know, been that person at parties where people are like, you're a whore. And I'm like, well, actually, if you don't do full service sex work, you need to get that word out of your mouth. You know, they don't even know, like, baseline things they're supposed to fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I swear, like, I'm trying to, like, tell people, like, that we can't, um, like, like the Earn It Act passed, but I'm still trying to explain to people, like, why FOSTA was harmful. And I'm like, I feel like I've done this, like, 20,000 times. And also, yeah, you can't go around calling people names and, like, explaining what sex work is. Like, I don't... <sighs> it makes me tired sometimes, you know? <laughs> but... Yeah, I just, I would love to see uh, us be able to, like, as an organization, be able to um, get more, like, information out there so that, like, people don't have these, like, basic-ass, like, intro questions. Does, like, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I don't know. I can't, uh... I mean, my back, my background is in training and education, so, like, we can collaborate and I can, like, create a curriculum and... We could figure out where to go from there. But I would love to do that kind of shit. Oh, that would be fucking amazing. We should totally do that. How come every time we all get together and talk to each other, like, it ends up with somebody having a new job to do? You <laughs> that, like, every time? <laughs> where some motherfuckers have too many ideas. <laughs> Let's have a conference. Let's make a curriculum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Every time. Um, hello. <laughs> so, uh, so, so let's say I'm, um... Dave, you know, Dave over here in Minnesota. And, you know, I look on the internet and I see, uh, whoa, there's, there's problems out there with, uh, with sex workers. What's happening here? What, what's the first thing that Dave needs to learn that d isn't going to come from some anti-sex work propaganda source? Honestly, the first thing that that human being can learn is to listen to the lived experience of sex workers and experienced organizers, because those are the people that are in those, you know, those threads, those comment threads online trying to get folks together, and they don't want to listen to it, even though it's a lived damn experience, so it's really hard to, <laughs> to really combat that if you've never actually lived in it or have done any preliminary research altogether. Okay, you know, reading uh, books, uh, you know, like surviving sex work and stuff like that. We can offer that, but honestly, just listen to people. Yeah, and I would say to add to that, just like there's like this like weird misinformation of sex work. I'm just like, bro, like at the end of the day, we're just working. We're just trying to pay our bills, and we're paying our bills not even with health insurance. And so, just I would be like, just like 
like step back from all of the assumptions um, that you've made and all the things that you've seen on TV and just look at it like any other kind of job that a person could have. Because once you do that, you're like, oh, this is not really that big of a deal. I don't know why I made this such a big deal. I don't know why he had hoard so much. <laughs> Uh, j- just a note, um, we're getting cloud-to-ground lightning out here with lights flickering, so the program, the live broadcast might be interrupted, but I can use a uh, backup internet source. I'm actually going to link that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the weather just got really wild all of a sudden. Um, but, yeah, I, I think a lot, of, uh, a lot of the problem when it comes to talking about sex workers is that people uh, have so much stigma going into things. And I think a lot of that is intentionally pushed because we have, you know, like lawmakers who are pushing uh, lies about sex workers. We have all these fucking um, anti-sex work organizations in the rescue industry. And they're really like, I think, preying on people's goodwill, I guess, if that makes sense. By pushing this idea like, oh, everyone who's in sex work is a traffic victim and the average age of entry into prostitution is 13 and everyone has a violent, abusive pimp and, you know, all these sort of things. And like, if that's shit, uh oh, (laughs) and if that's like your perception of, um, you know, what sex workers are before you've ever talked to a sex worker, I think that's really going to like, uh oh. Oh, yeah, keep going okay. because you're for the yeah. archive. Okay. Um, but I think that, like, you know, that sort of, it creates, like, that stigmatized perception of who sex workers are and how sex workers live and behave. And so it's, like, I think really difficult to overcome that to talk to someone and be like, no, here's actual sex workers and here's what they say about their lived experiences, you know, and they're not all the same lived experience and not everybody um, has been trafficked and not everybody has, you know, this uh, the, the, the stereotypical abusive pimp. And, you know, even if folks have come from those situations, that doesn't define the entirety of who they are. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that because like the propaganda of like the rescue industry is just so fucking strong. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Uh Oh, someone had to call back in. Um, uh, um, the other individual, can you still hear us? Uh Oh, okay. Keep going for the archive. All right. Well, I guess this is just going to be, see, I told y'all it wasn't going to just be me. It was we were gonna have guests, so I didn't. So y'all didn't have to just listen to me by myself. But it turns out, Mother Nature or the Goddess of Irony or whomever has other plans. Oh, this is lovely. It's okay. That is okay. Let's see how this goes. Uh, There is hail coming down now. That's fun. All right, and uh, we are back. We are still getting cloud-to-ground lightning. It is um, July 9th in another climate change summer. More sea level rise, more sex workers' rights, more swapaganda. Go ahead and swap splain some more. <laughs> All right. Sorry, it's a little wild with this weather. But anyways, I completely, now that I'm sidetracked, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, right. Um, things that people should know, right? Um, so if you have never talked to a sex worker before, what is something you should know? Like, what, 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 what should we be telling people? 
Oh, okay, nothing. Yeah, apparently. yeah you, you guys, you guys need that funky Negro music to get you jumping. That's all right. I've got really? some. Oh, I'll damn. turn up the bass there. Mad ethnic in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, Tony Pettigrass. Like, oh shit. <laughs> there we go. Really? Really? Yes, ma'am. I'm here for this. <laughs> So is the first part just completely gone? Oh no, I'm I'm gonna edit that out, but I, I will leave the, leave in the storm stuff because that's interesting. I like breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, we are back with Swapcast. We have Alexandra and Velvet on, uh, two of the new directors of Swap USA. Um, so, yeah, anyways, we were talking about uh, things that people should know about sex work, about sex workers, um, you know, as far as uh, how stigma works and how um, marginalizing folks works and how pushing people out to the margins because um, you don't necessarily approve of their lifestyle and the impacts that has. So um, did anyone uh, have anything they wanted to add on to that? Yeah, I feel like that I agree. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> now when, um, like it, like for, uh, so you're with a uh, swap. So some, uh, you know, again, the, the, the random person, the one that, you know, they, they read the Huffington post. They think they're doing a good job, <laughs> right? They, they voted for mayor Pete. They think they're doing the right thing, right? They, they watch Rachel Maddow. <laughs> they, they think they're getting the raw stuff, you know? They're tuning into Chris Hayes. They think they know what's going on, but then they need real info and they come to, and they're like, oh, let me go to Swap. And they meet um, Alexandria and you explain to them, like, what, what does Alexandria do and, um, and why is it important? Yeah. Basically what I am, I like to think about myself and how I describe myself to the chapters is I'm the I'm the guy behind the chair. I'm Penelope from Criminal Minds, but I'm also Reed from Criminal Minds. You know, I am <laughs> I'm all of those things. I'm all of those things, damn it. But it's essentially like being a liaison between them and national, but also just making sure everything is organized on our side. So anything technical we would use, uh, any forms, any thing that's chapter business, it's my business but I don't assume to know what's the best thing for their communities. So I hope that they come to a meeting with a good idea of what that looks like so I can help them with those goals. That's awesome. And how about you, Velvet? I feel like I'm the person, I'm like behind the scenes, you know? Like I'm laying the concrete down and putting the bricks on it and y'all making the bricks with me and telling me if the bricks are kind of, I actually, I'm no longer committed to this uh, metaphor, but you know, I just feel like I'm behind the scenes. I'm doing like a lot of the grant work so that we have the funding to have resources and to continue programming. And I'm doing like budgeting and making sure that we all get paid and like the necessary parts of an organization that might not always be glamorous, but it's also like the things that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, I mean, it's not glamorous, but it's definitely necessary because we would like to get paid for what we do. <laughs> um, and we also, <laughs> yes, and we also want to make sure that uh, chapters can get money that they need as well when they put in requests for things like, 
you know, like December 17th events. I know uh, we do like mini grants for things like that and, you know, send out some swag. Um, I really liked those, uh, the, the LED little like tea light candles we did last year for, de- or last year for December 17th. I, I thought those were awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, I think that the stuff, even though it is behind the scenes and people don't, you know, see it as like the face of swap necessarily, I think it's still incredibly important, you know? So, you know, I appreciate the work that all y'all are doing. I know it's been, um, somewhat stressful both because there's a learning curve and just because also the job is stressful but it almost seems like it makes it like a double stress right so like trying to get it all together while dealing with something that's inherently um difficult so but i think y'all are doing an amazing job and i'm like really grateful i get to work with both of you you're both amazing i love it so thank you I love working with you both. It's just like, it's just really refreshing to work with people that are grounded and really believe and believe in this, believe in the work. And because when you are a minority, when you are a black person, you see what racial disparity does from a very close damn view. Mm-hmm. And other people who aren't black do not understand what that's like. They mm-hmm. don't get it. They have to read books. They have to talk to professionals. They don't have a lived experience where they would even understand a nuanced thing like racism, like racial disparity, what it's like to advertise in a world where you can only advertise yourself as black because you cannot pass as any other race mm-hmm. because you know that's going to affect your wallet. You know that clients are less likely to see you because you are brown. Yeah. And those, those kinds of things are the things I want to help. I want to help folks with It's like racial disparity should not be a problem within our organization, period. Oh, I completely agree. White people and non-black people need to understand that the label we're doing has a fucking limit to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has a damn limit. We are out here. We've lived our whole lives black. (laughs) And for someone to explain racism to us as if we don't know is insulting among other things. But yeah. It shows me that they don't have an understanding and they're not ready to understand yet. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you say that? Do you think um, it's because they're not ready to understand or they don't want to be ready to understand? Probably column A and column B. Because yeah. Because it's, you know, it's this educate me, educate me, educate me, because you want me to hold your hand through this thing with, because you don't want to experience the uncomfortability. And it's like, I'm not going to be a magical Negro. I'm not going to make shit pretty and nice <laughs> and tell you you is smart and you is kind. Uh, go read a book. Get out of my face. There's so many professionals online that are black people that have written books and studies and documentaries and webinars and YouTube videos. Fuck, BuzzFeed has some shit on racism. There is stuff everywhere, especially right now, mm-hmm. where they know it's going to affect their pocketbook if they fucking don't. Yep. I just don't take kindly to people yelling at black people about things that we need to do when they have never spent a day being black. They don't know what it's like. That, that shit, that's that bullshit. Oh, I agree. I very much agree. Did you have any thoughts on that velvet? No, honestly, there's nothing I can add. (laughs) I was just like snapping my fingers the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be... You know, um, passionate, dog. <laughs> I think that's going to be fun with the social media is, um, like, of course, obviously sex worker-based, but also moving things to more, like, social justice-based in general. 
Um, it's been like interesting getting some mixed reactions about some of the things I've been sharing. Uh, <laughs> like some people are like not pleased that I'm sharing um, things. Like I was sharing like updates about like Brianna Taylor and things like that, and folks were actually got into the um, to the DMs and were like mad about. It. And I was like, well, you can go fuck yourself. This is what I'm doing. So <laughs> yeah, it was definitely um, interesting. You've been doing great. Oh, honestly, who's mad about that? Um, people who are like, this is about sex work stuff only. I'm like trying to get away from all this like racial stuff because like it's a distraction from sex workers' rights. So, um, I have really bad news for them. I don't know if they're ready to. Someone should tell them (laughs) (laughs) that white supremacy is literally everywhere. Oop! Look under your seat. There's some fucking white supremacy. It's there. Yes. Uh, you can't escape it. And if you think you can escape it, you have so much privilege that you barely know what it's like. So you probably don't have any black friends. Yep. yep. Or know anyone black, for that matter. Or yeah. watch Blackish on ABC. Like, you, you don't know anything, do you? Damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> please don't let Blackish be your racial education, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's level one. Just level that's like, big, like, that's 1301. You know, get get an education, but also I need them to watch Roots on Thanksgiving too. Damn it! <laughs> Roots on Thanksgiving. All right, all right. I can fuck with that. <laughs> yo, yo. Roots on Thanksgiving. I need them to watch it. I need them to understand the anti struggle and shit. They ain't and out here knowing what the fuck happened to this, to homie. They haven't even watched Roots. I need them to watch fucking Roots, and I need them to watch one Tyler Perry movie. And not one that was filmed as a movie. I need them to watch one of the plays. Okay, okay. I'm here, I'm here asking for hard shit. <laughs> they can watch Roots and then read about Elon James White's Thanksgiving. Ooh! Why are you so yes. fucking shady? Because I, I don't like shady. Uh, like. <laughs> Wait, are y'all familiar with that situation? No. I read about some of it because I'd be on the internet. I'd yeah. be at the crib on the internet. <laughs> yeah, so he basically is a black man who is married to um, a Jewish person and basically, like, was using black women for all this emotional labor to tell them how sad he is that his girl, I think it was then girlfriend before they were married, that his girlfriend's wife won't let him come over for Thanksgiving, but he just really wanted to keep dating her. And it was like some of the most uh, embarrassing fucking coonery and buffoonery I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, damn. Uh, like, she gotta go. She gotta go. She gotta go to the sequel. Get out the sequel. You mm. gotta go too. It was so fucking where's embarrassing. I need a Van Bant when I need her. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Oh my God. But yeah. So, um, so yeah, you can read about Roots and then Elon <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um, it's totally not related to sex worker rights at all, but since we're talking about movies and I am tangential as shit, um, y'all saw that that fucking little Candyman promo? Does it not look? Am- yeah. Does it not look amazing? It looks so Yo. fucking amazing. Good. Like I, it looks so good. That and ooh, Lovecraft Country. I'm also here for that. Yes, like Lovecraft. How you gonna be a white man and your cat called niggas? It's too much. It's too much. No, no. Like, their white people love white Lovecraft, though. 
They do. Because they're all about, you know, like, oh, we'll just separate the artist from the art or whatever. Ugh. I'm like, bruh, his cat was named nigger, though. Like, right. You can't really, you can't get around that. Like, you just, you can't. You can't unknow it. And every time, anytime you saw a cat somewhere, you'd be like, damn, is that nigger, though? <laughs> is that him? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know why so many people cape for him so much. I don't, I don't get it, honestly. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. But I said that about a lot of folks, so I don't know. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't get it. There's certain things I don't like. I don't get friends. It's not funny to me. Mostly because they no. stole the idea for living single. Living single was what the so fuck? much like, better. How do you not? Oh. Living single came out a year before Friends, and is better than Friends, and they use the same ideas, the same concepts. Man, if I was Queen Latifah, I'd be ready to burn down Jennifer Aniston's house. <laughs> yeah, a million dollars an episode. Bitch, where? For what? Yeah. Uh, this episode so funny. Like everything that white people do is just a ripoff on like the beauty and art that we do. And then they fucking just get all that the accolades for it. I'm like, damn, y'all, those is living single, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, the show is much funnier, right? <laughs> You know you're watching the wrong show, right? <laughs> Do you just want to have a mediocre life? Because if that's the case, no case, friends. I love it. Um, yeah, and then I don't know. Have y'all seen what is that uh, new show? It's supposed to be about like strippers in the South. I think that's coming out. Have you seen the previews for that? No. Uh, what show is it? I forgot the name. Um. I guess while I'm looking for it, uh, have y'all seen Hustlers? Was that any good? I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. It was good? Actually, uh, the part that they got really right is how sex workers commune with each other and how we're our own little community. That part they got pretty right. That and club managers. They got that shit right, too. Yeah. Me and my sex work friends, we all dressed up like big time sluts and went to see it. And I didn't have very high hopes. Um, it was overall entertaining. There was all, there was this underlying like um, theme of like at the root of sex workers is like a, a desire and need to like manipulate people, which I find to be very annoying. Mm. But it could have been worse. Okay. It could have been worse. But also, I stuck wine into the theater, so maybe that's why it was good. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, you know. Um, okay, the new show is Pea Valley about a strip club in the Mississippi, Mississippi Delta. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Good. I don't know if I'm feeling it, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, anyways. I feel like we got so off track that I really don't even care. <laughs> we were supposed to be talking about swap and it just sort of, I don't care though. Um. This is called an organic conversation, honey. <laughs> yeah. Wine Cellar Media, Conversation Radio. It is Free Thought Thursday. It is Free it Thought is, Thursday. It's Conversation Radio Night anyway. I love it. <laughs> so, I guess, so I guess technically we are doing the right thing. That's good to know. Yeah, I think oh we goodness. actually... We have that, don't we? Oh, Free Thought Thursday? Somewhere in the soundboard? Mm-hmm. You have too much stuff in the soundboard. That's the problem. <gasps> you said I have too much stuff in the soundboard. Yes. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. 
Is that what you're saying? Yes. You got some great moves, Tom. Oh, God. You dance like a white man, and I love it. Yeah. I need to take the soundboard away from Boy, just be yourself. Really? Boy, just be... Boy, just be yourself. If people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck them. Let me tell you something. I should go with a girl mouth about your age. Why? Why? What? I need to take the soundboard away from him now. Yeah, house house party too. (laughs) The house party too. I love (laughs) y'all. Sometimes you just need a little blackness in your life, honestly. I watch uh, Boys in the Hood, and I watch Next Friday. I like Friday, but next Friday, I watch next Friday. And then uh, I watched uh, Half-Baked. And then I think I rounded it out because I wanted to see something cool. And then I rounded it out with Bad Boys because I didn't want to watch Independence Day. Ooh. That's fine. Didn't you say you watched um, Boys? What, would you say you watched something, one of those with your cat? Yeah, I watched. Uh, he needs to fucking learn too. Shit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Phoenix married into like 300 DVDs. I start. did. I did. You have so many DVDs. It's ridiculous. I pawn shop dive hard. It's ridiculous. Hey. <laughs> I wait till Amazon is doing some ruthless ass sale and I get on there and fucking buy all those digital copies. I'm like, I'm sorry, I know I'm living in the dystopia, but my disabled ass can't go anywhere, and you're damn right, I'm gonna have some entertainment. I will be entertained. Thank you. I, I have a super fun with the um, going in the store, like really diving, like that's all, like we uh, f- dug up Fern Gully. We did get like, Fern yes, Gully. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, Matilda. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice finds. Okay. Well, yeah. I love Matilda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny DeVito was like, it was like, yeah, this is pretty much where capitalism is going. His character in that one. <laughs> like, literally, that character is in the Oval Office. Actually, yeah. Ooh, did y'all ever watch Head of State with Chris Rock and Bernie Mac? I have not seen that one. Wait a second. What's the it's name of it? Head of State, and it's Chris Rock and Bernie Mac. Oh yeah, that's the the slap yeah, scene where like he gets off the train. Yes, yeah, the slapping scene right off the train. Bernie Mac just slapping the shit out of people. Dog shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was basically leftist Twitter and every Democratic candidate in the primary was just slapping. God them. damn, they were just showing they booty hole so quick. I'm like, damn, Beto, you showed everybody your tank so fast, my G. <laughs> And that's a, that scene is Phoenix Kalita when a when a Megan Murphy article comes out. Oh God, I hate Megan Murphy. Slap that shit down. I hate Megan Murphy. Oh my God, I I don't hate her as much as I hate Candace Owens. I d- also hate Candace Owens. <laughs> like she's, she's so- like what the what in robot get out hell is candace owens like i cannot figure it out i'm like what in the stacy dash happened to you bitch yeah oh she's a she's a stepford coon i just don't understand like she's so proud of being ignorant and i don't understand like i really don't it's just it's so ugh. ugh like racial disparity is 
so obvious. It's not a thing people are making up, nor have they made up. We didn't make up slavery or Jim Crow. We didn't take ourselves from our own continent and come here. But people immediately made us different as soon as we got to this bitch. How you experience racism. You're just ignoring it on purpose because you have money from Republicans now. Yes. Uh, how much money? How much money does it take to coon? I want to know. Where's that book? <laughs> um, and then also she was saying some like goofy shit. Like um, she was trying to say like she was better than like the rest of black people because like she doesn't have like slavery in her ancestry. And I was like, that doesn't make you better. Like, don't don't be that person. And then basically said some shit like, um, so like already she's like better than other, like, you know, the rest of us Negroes over here. But then was also saying some shit like um, she learned about like black history from Charlie Kirk. And I was like, the right ring grifter. And now it all makes sense. Like, <laughs> it's so You didn't know about black history before then? It's so I don't believe that. I don't believe that to be the truth. Because she's too young. She's young enough to have like, with his parents that are baby boomers. And there's no way in hell her parents, who lived through the civil rights movement, would have not told her anything. Because, like, my parents didn't do a whole lot of things right. But that's one of the things they did not skimp on to tell me some information about. Even if it was a smart, you know, a black man invented the super soaker. And I'm like, fuck, man, can I just play outside? Yeah. <laughs> like, you- <laughs> You're learning it whether you want to or not. And especially, I'm sure, Velvet, you know, I'm sure your your parents were not trying to have you skip out on that shit. Yeah, it's so fucking embarrassing, honestly. And then I think, like, she's close with one of her uncles, and he's just as much of a fucking coon as she is. It's so fucking embarrassing. Is it genetic? Is coonery genetic? Um, ooh. I think they're, because I know she's paid for by Republicans. They're giving her hella stupid money that say dummy, dumb, dumbass shit. Yeah. And I'm sure her uncle is on the take, too. It's all some money shit, honestly. Like, how much money are you willing to pay to betray your own, like, your own morals and how the world actually is? Like, how are you going to lie and say racism doesn't exist? The fuck? Like, the wild thing about her, too, is, like, how she started off, like, being, like, a liberal and, like, suing people for racism. And now it's, like, racism isn't real, really? Okay. But I think, like, the wildest thing about her, though, is that it's, like, you know that because she's in these conservative circles that not everybody, know, like, has her face memorized. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, people have said racist-ass shit to her at these fucking, like, Republican events she's oh, yeah. being attending. Like, you know somebody was like, oh, are you the help or some, like, fucked up shit? Like, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something that was meant to be, it's just a joke uh-huh. when it's not a fucking yeah. joke. Yeah. And then she's yeah, like, whacking along, like... Yeah. What did you wait? What did you say was a joke? Uh, the way they season food. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a damn joke. I was I thought... got a fucking one-hour special on HBO. Just the fact how they season their food, goddamn. Yeah, I think her edges are also a joke. They they're just never taken care of, and that's how you know she doesn't have black people around her who love her. 
I saw a picture of like a white like girl, like maybe teenager and a black girl, and they were holding guns and they were like kind of reactionary or something. And the black girl's hair was just like fried from perms and she looked unkempt and like all the comments were like, "Bitch, are they keeping you hostage? Like blink once if you're like being held hostage." And yeah. I just think about that all the time. <laughs> okay, I still can't. Wait, okay. was that that segment from Good Morning America? Where they're trying to do home care. Oh my god, it was like a Good Morning America, and they have the stylist. They're like, "Oh, do a cute hairdo in so many minutes." Oh. And they took her oh, hair out of her curls and like rushed through it. I remember that. I've seen that. That shit was hilarious. I think the funniest <laughs> thing to me about uh, Candace Owens though is that she said she uses Pert Plus on her hair, and I'm like, that explains everything. Pert Plus. Pert. Plus. Point, point one, point one negative. Oh, using a perplus on hair longer than two inches. Find one. Just Take wait. the wheel. I'll, I'll fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> you told me you don't. You put perplus. What else you put in there? You do a what? What she don't want my Carol's daughter because she's obtuse to racism and her own fucking edges. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You don't want to use a heat protectant. You're just going to go straight in. I mean, you're just going to blow dry it straight with nothing in it. Just fresh, just raw vegan hair. Raw nothing vegan hair. Damn. <laughs> oh my God. I bet she don't wear a bonnet or a scarf because that's what her edges tell me. And that's tea. It's true. It's Let true. Let me go ahead and bet over $4 for a fucking bonnet, please. Somebody, damn! Can we get can we get a hop started for Candace Owens? Can we get this bitch a bonnet? I think she has bonnet money. I think her husband just wouldn't let her wear one. Mm, oh yeah, true. because he's like, oh, I don't want you to look like. I'm sure, like all the white dudes I've ever met, they're like, oh, you look like a slave, and I'm like, wow, that's literally how you get beat the fuck up. Like, why would you say that? But also. White dudes in the early 2000s were bold as fuck. Yeah. And they're still bold. They're just quieter about their boldness. But then it was perfectly acceptable to be like, uh, I'm not attracted to black women. And just say that shit out loud and mix all kinds of companies. Like, don't matter who's listening. Yep. It's just an acceptable thing to say. (laughs) It's wild. Honestly, it's fucking wild. Because I get like, okay, you're not attracted to me. That's fair. I don't think I'm everybody's fucking cup of tea. But also, have you ever read a magazine? I don't know. I'm everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you I don't tell them. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. oh, oh, I thought you had a question or a comment. You were looking. Oh, no, I didn't. I, I was looking yeah. at you. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I've always wanted to know something. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, what is your, like, your wind-down drink? My wind down drink. Um, like, what is your drink? You're like, that's my drink. I drink it every time. That's mine. <laughs> I don't want to say it because it's embarrassing. You talked about. I your... bet it's not. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. You already archived. <laughs> God damn it, I am. Um, I drink... <laughs> ghetto as shit. I drink Mike's hard lemonade and I put like those little like ninety nines in it. Yes, yes. 
So yeah, that, that's what I drink because I am trash. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> oh you want to hear? You want to hear this? You want? You want to hear? Uh, like you thought you were ghetto, but just wait. Hold on to your fucking hat. Uh, I like. Uh, I get like a little vodka, and it doesn't matter what brand because I'm garbage and I don't care. Uh, a little vodka ice, and then kool-aid makes these little things like mio and you like squirt a little bit in there there's a fucking watermelon one that goes the fuck off and i put some in there just pew, pew, a little little squirt in there with a little bit of uh seltzer water and it goes off it goes down <laughs> yeah so don't feel bad my shit is so fucking ratchet <laughs> i am ratchet though i don't i claim it i don't care <laughs> I'm like, I don't care who knows. I tried to hide that shit for so long. I'm like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> now, one of my favorite gangster rappers drinks the drink that you just described. Yeah. Sibo. Uh, yeah. That's what Sibo uh, drinks. Yeah, Sibo oh. drinks that shit. <laughs> Wait, with the watermelon Kool Aid? Uh, he'll mix Thunderbird and Kool Aid. Carlo Rossi and Kool Aid. He's okay. he's just an old crip, okay. and he's just doing his thing. I'm just glad yeah, he's okay. still alive. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> All right, how about you, Velvet? Uh oh, did we lose Velvet? Oh, let's take a look. Oh yeah, I had to call back in. Uh oh. Uh oh, sorry about that. I don't know how long you've been on oh. uh, on hold there. Oh, I was like, no one's listening to me. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm bougie, <laughs> so we're just gonna get that out of the way. I come from middle-class African immigrant parents, and they bougie as fuck. And so I've lately been drinking pomegranate mimosas, or I make these kombucha cocktails because I brew my own kombucha. So there it is. <laughs> uh, actually, no. I didn't know you had Scoby game. I didn't know you had Scoby game. You're out here with Scoby. Yes, okay. let me mail you some. I got a whole hotel. <laughs> Damn, okay. Okay. Right. I'm trying to have a probiotic in my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your intestines will thank you. Oh my god. I appreciate that this is basically going the same way staff meetings ultimately go. The way episodes <laughs> of the wine cellar go. Also the way episodes of the podcast go. Just like so off topic, but having so much fun it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. I thought I thought I was gonna do a comedy podcast and no, no, let's let's interview this person running for Congress <laughs> and then argue about who's the better rapper. That's a campaign. <laughs> we may have made him lose. I don't know. Yes. I don't think we made him lose. I think no. he lost because he was running against an incumbent with way more money. Ugh. Yeah. As Anthony Clark for Congress. Money. Who was actually Ooh. really fucking cool because he showed up to that, um... To like a swap Chicago event, and I was like, "That's a pretty bold fucking statement for somebody running for office to like, hang out with sex workers." So, oh yeah. See, we went full circle, went way <laughs> off topic, mentioned Anthony Clark, right back around to swap events. Lots of Subway sandwiches. There were so many Subway sandwiches. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> no, we had an event because we were trying to start um, a Southside chapter in particular because you know we need one. Um, and so we had like this little like summer picnic thing and he actually showed up and I was like, all right, that's pretty fucking cool. So yeah. And then we ordered Subway sandwich platters and I had so many left to bring home and I had Subway sandwiches for like a week. <laughs> damn. Yeah. It was <laughs> a lot fun, of though. damn sandwiches. But it at least was... tell me hooked up the food though. 
Yeah, it was so many. Oh my god. But yeah, it was a good, it was a fun event. I wonder if they're gonna. Well, I guess I can't do it again this summer because of COVID. But maybe next year. Oh, I'm trying to come to Chicago. I've never, I've, I've not been there since I was like a little kid. Why are you trying to come to Chicago when I'm moving? Is is there um is there anything? Uh, um... I'll go to Michigan too. Damn. Thank you. <laughs> they fly Southwest flies everywhere. Okay. <laughs> is there anything going on with um like with sex workers and and COVID nineteen? As far as like outreach, um, information, oh. news regarding. Oh that? well, Swap is has a um a fundraiser that's still ongoing and then people are still doing outreach <clears throat> people are well you know we've been sending out masks to folks who are doing outreach um but yeah just really trying to get around it is it's been terrible uh dealing with covid but ugh. yeah and i mean and i i i uh i socialize free masks right now we're up to um yeah at about 200 uh disposable masks so if needed, we'll ship them out. Wine Cellar Media pays the shipping. That's fine. I even took a, a, a disposable hazmat suit. Like, whatever. Like, if they leave it unlocked, I'll take some shit and socialize it. I love that. <laughs> I made a bunch of masks for some local people. I've been sewing since I was five. Mm-hmm. It's, whenever I want to learn something, I just find a book and I teach myself. And that's how sewing went learning Adobe Photoshop, pretty much anything I want to learn. I just find a book, read the book once, and then I'm like, okay, I go sick, and I've grokked it to some kind of fullness. Um, but sewing masks has actually been kind of cathartic because it's such an easy, quick pattern. Yeah. Wait, when you say quick, how quick is quick? Oh, I, I can turn a mask around in like 15 minutes. Okay. Like That's if it's pre-cut, way. yeah. I can okay. do it in like 15 to 20 minutes. If I'm not like fucking around, like smoking a joint and like going to talk to my cat and like you know what I mean yeah if I'm just like sitting straight through and it's already cut oh yeah a good 10 to 15 minutes to sew it together if that that's awesome yeah I got a sewing machine to make masks and I'm doing okay but it's like so slow because I haven't done sewing in years that was like one of the like I'm always in doing like the do-it-yourself stuff but sewing was something I have never been good at it so I'm like oh it's such a struggle Oh yeah. I, yeah, I used to sew a lot like in middle school. So in middle school I was like trying to live my like true dyke life and take um woodworking and my parents were like, No, you can't take woodworking because you're a woman. So they made me take home ec and I was so grumpy about it. But then I really got into sewing. And so I've like I like made my prom dress and shit in high school. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I think I got into that. I that. Sorry. <laughs> I think I got into that stuff because I like worked at Hobby Lobby when I was younger, and I was like, I want to do everything that they have here, and I can steal most of the supplies I need. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure the statute of yeah. limitations has passed since then. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got... Fuck Hobby Lobby, <laughs> dude! I stole so much stuff from Hobby Lobby; it was ridiculous. Um, so much stuff. I actually have, I really got into crocheting, and so I actually have, um, like, two pirate chests full of yarn that <laughs> I just straight up walked out the door with, so, yeah, that's, that's who I yeah. am as a person. <laughs> but, 
but yeah. Oh my god. Oh god, I wish I would have stolen more when I was working for the retail big box I worked for. Yes. I should have stole more. I should have stole more things. <laughs> Besides like office supplies, like the just out or like sticking it to the man. Yes. No, I mean Oh yeah, it's... like for my job, like what I, I have a, a two extra mallets. Yeah. Some more crescent wrenches. We got Teflon tape if you need it. We just uh, temporarily repaired our dryer with some Teflon tape. That shit is fly. Like the our yeah. printer, our printer paper wasn't going through the printer right. Fixed it with Teflon tape. He thinks he can fix anything with Teflon tape. He thinks it's duct tape, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's not gas tape, but it's pretty good. See, oh, the blue collar I've also has worked spoken. in a theater for a long time. I was a lighting technician. And I worked uh, as a costumer, but mostly doing lights, running cables, and running shows. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice gig to have in the summertime because it's hot outside. Yes. But it's air conditioned inside, and it's like $25 an hour when you're working for a civic group. That's awesome. Like you, you make really good money. It's all manual labor, but like, fuck. It's good. The people you're around are really chill. Everybody like knows their shit. You know, there's people respect you off top for the most part because mm-hmm. they know shit has to get done and there's not anyone else to do it so if they fucking make you mad <laughs> yeah you're, you know you have a fucking problem that's awesome Phoenix doesn't know what to say. She doesn't know oh where this God, is going. She keeps, she keeps looking at me and laughing. Oh, because I was like, I was like we're going to talk about Swap. It's like, no, we're not. We're not actually going to talk about Swap. <laughs> hey, because you know, the wine cellar audience already knows you because you've been doing Swap casts. Like, geez, you got to have like 50 episodes of that by now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've done so many sex workers' rights episodes. We did banking for sex workers. We did. We've done a gang of this stuff so they they kind of already know um uh what's your you said uh smoke a joint and talk to my cat what's your cat's name his name is kirby aloysius larue he's a leo i got him from a rehoming website uh the owners claimed that their allergies got worse so they needed to get rid of him but I'm having a hard time believing these Whole Foods off white people. I'm pretty sure they lied. But either way, he's actually a pretty great cat. Minus the fact that he's in all of our fucking staff meetings yelling. Yeah, he does. You know what we like to see him. Oh, God. Yeah, the, we have a different microphone now. And I didn't understand the range of this thing. And it picked up the cat whining outside the office door on an episode. Yeah. Oh, it was Jamal's loud ass. That's just like some kind of ASMR. It, honestly, it probably <laughs> would be good Jamal. for that. Yes, we do have a cat named Jamal. We also have Killmonger as well. And light skin Killmonger. His name is his name is Mace. His name is Mace. It's not light skin. Like I didn't name my cat Kirby. You know, it's, of course he belonged to white people because I'm like, oh, he must be Kirby he's from like Mario Brothers, right? So I'm thinking like, you know, like Pink Kirby and really round because he's a big cat. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, we named him Kirby uh, because he looked Irish to us. What the fuck? He's an orange cat. Jamal is also an orange cat. And yeah. actually, we got him from someone else and they had named him Zeus. And I was like, mm, no. Named him. Uh... No. <laughs> That's my cat. Do, so I have two cats, a black cat. He's ten years cat. old and he'll be or he'll be ten on Friday, so he's a cancer. Okay. And man, he's a fucking cancer. 
Um, and I've had him since he was eight weeks old, and he's so chubby. Aww. And I have this other cat, she's a moon coon, named Mistress Fluffy. So when I got her from the family, they had named her Miss Fluffy. And then she became Mistress Fluffy as I became Mistress Velvet. I love and that. my black cat is definitely her beta. And, like, I had a client over yesterday, and she's just sitting there chilling with us. Like, I'm beating him on the ass, and he also has to pet her because she keeps, like, bringing his hand to her head. And I'm just like, this bitch is trying to take my client. And doesn't even pay rent. I'm just like, what? Well, that's just your doubles partner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're cutting her in. You, you see her, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm her sub. Like, what? How did I get into this? <laughs> I think we're all our pet subs, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I consider myself like a power bottom, a self-proclaimed power bottom, but I swear to God, <laughs> this to cat fucking runs me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> oh, you can't say that because they don't. Know, they don't know the joke. You gotta explain the joke. Uh, oh, we had um th- uh, a, a nice young individual um. <laughs> He's uh, older than both I, of us. What are you talking about? Nice and I, young. I think he has a paper route or something. Goes really? by the name of Tim Woodman. Not you. <laughs> was on the program. Timmy, right. Young Timmy. Yeah. And um, and we just kind of freestyled this joke of like, you could say anything.com and it could be like a, a BDSM website. And so we randomly do that throughout the day. Like you might just see someone driving wild, right? And it's like, hey, whoa, they went way over the line. Dot com. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that. yes, that was a no, fun yeah, my episode. Cat me. Yes, See, I, actually, <laughs> I use that. I use that too, but I use backslashes, which are always a mess. <laughs> are always a mess. So, so it's always like you know something like you fucking made me mad. Dot com backslash. You don't ever fucking come back here again. Yes. Something. Like don't talk to me. Dot org. Uh, backslash memos backslash fuck you <laughs> i love it that's I right it. and you get the tea and you don't get the shade and a side cup karen dot com dot com exactly exactly because the thing is like i'm pretty i'm pretty even i'm pretty chill i don't like disrespect you know what i'm saying like that's not right. cute to me yes i agree 100 <laughs> percent. get cut out what was that? Yeah. Get cursed out. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, did yeah, they deserve get, it? Get cursed out, period. I mean, if someone deserves it, then that's just what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah, like, don't try it. Yeah. Do not try it. Because like, you ain't ready to buy it. Don't act like Deborah Messy. Don't be a messy Deborah. Right? Do just not. Don't be that. Exactly. It's like, act more broke. Want less shit. Get out of here. <laughs> I love it. I'm just amused that this uh, episode went nowhere where I had planned, and it's still fucking awesome. So, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> this is what this is what happens when you get along with your coworkers. What is this synergy? Is that what the fuck they call it? <laughs> I feel like that's something I have to call out for, and I'm not sure if I like it. You feel called out for it? No, I feel like that's something I call out for. Like, I'm oh. sorry, I can't come in today. I have synergy. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'm feeling too synergetic to make it to work. Sorry. My synergy acting up. Synergy acting up. 
I want to put my synergy in my mama name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cops running around my house making my synergy bill go up. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. <laughs> oh, man. I hope you know you just made me laugh so hard I spilled water on myself when I was trying to take a drink. Thanks, Alexandria. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> I'm only accidentally funny. Uh, it's on the trauma. Um, I'm not sure where it came from. Really? <laughs> I don't think it's on. I don't think it's accidental. It is accidental because I just be saying shit. I don't think about it because someone will laugh and they're like, "What did you just say?" And I was like, "Bitch, I don't know. Am I a stenographer for myself? The fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had a thought. So there's a um, a, a swap Facebook page. Yes. Right. Do you think, um, considering that we have we, we should uh, be social distancing and whatnot? Yes. Uh, maybe do like uh, like live talks from, from the, the page. Swap page. Yeah, from the swap because um, you know the speaking gigs, you know, and whatnot. Like, yeah, can't really do that stuff. Uh, meetups and whatnot can't really get into that unless it's like very social distance and uh, organized in a way like have the ropes and the, the X's or the squares where you stand from each other but yeah you could go Facebook live Facebook live right and just do like little like webinars and shit mm-hmm. see yeah. what did I say earlier every time we Ooh. all get together somebody ends up with a new job like a new task to do yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah because we have so many ideas we're idea yeah. fuckers but we it's a good are. thing we are so idea heavy <laughs> so many ideas but I also have this thing called the precious <laughs> yes. Same, 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 same. <laughs> I really want to do. Have y'all ever played Jackbox games? Like you don't know Jack and like they oh. have Quidditch, Quidditch. Have you played any of those? I don't. Oh, I played Quidditch. Or no, Quidditch. Quidditch. I think it, it's like something like that. Quick Twitch muscle. There's. So- it's a Jackbox game, and they have it on different platforms. So if you have Steam or like a some television that has a built-in dongle, like an Amazon Fire Stick or like a Roku, some situation like that, mm-hmm. or PC, um, they have games and they're all party games. But the cool part about it is that you can connect to the game from your phone. So if you stream the game on Steam, people can play that aren't in your living room with you. Oh, that's fun. And I would really love, I would really love to do that with the chapters because it would, I feel like it would be so much fucking fun. That would be, that would definitely be fun. Oh, we should totally do that. Huh. Are you going to be down? Cause it's just like, it's, it's easy enough to stream it to a television. Like I know how to do that fucking thing. I, I like, it's so much fun and it's something you can do at a distance. And even if I did it like once a week, like setting it apart wouldn't even be difficult. It's like, here's the link. If you want to do, want to come on Twitch and play with us, here's the link to Twitch. But honestly, we should have a sex worker Twitch. That would be the shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> watch me farm in Skyrim for five hours straight, put <laughs> it to Pornhub or something. <laughs> Black Sim fucks the land for 30 minutes straight. Dot com. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> this is why they don't let you. This is what happens when oh you have too many God. Negroes together. This is just, this is what happens. 
black sim rides a dragon for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> um, are you, are you going to be- I'm just out here trying to fuck up the Pornhub algorithm. <laughs> That's hilarious. Are you going to be on the next chapter of Call? You should totally bring that up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I will see if they like it. Yeah. I also could send them an email. I don't know. Whatever, whatever they want to do. We, were... we need stuff for our own morale. Because our jobs yeah. are hard. Shit's hard out there. It's hard for everybody. It's especially hard for Black people right now. People who yeah. are marginalized. People who are disabled. Trans people. It's a lot of heavy shit fucking happening. And the part about my life where I get the most joy is finding levity in small things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. whether it's playing Uno with my wife online, like we both play Uno on the Uno app, and you can play in doubles, and we go in there and run the fucking table nice. and talk shit, and we're both on FaceTime playing Uno together on a fucking app long distance because she lives uh, like three hours from me, mm. and it's and it's great. It's like such a cathartic time. Yeah, I think we were supposed That's to do, beautiful. um, like, sex worker movie nights, but we only had one and, like, just never scheduled another one, like, where anybody could come watch it. I think they did that over, um, what was it, Zoom? We were still using Zoom at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, we should totally start mm-hmm. doing more stuff like that. Oh, yeah, because I have HBO, Stars, Showtime, Lifetime Movie Network, Shudder, BET+, Prime. I think that's it. Okay. I, I feel like we can find something good. Oh, fuck yeah. I feel like we can find a fun movie. I also have Disney Plus. That's right. I was like, wait, I have another one, I swear. And Hulu and Netflix, of course, because I'm, you know, a millennial. Of course, yes. I have Hulu yes. and Netflix. So I refused to pay for Disney Plus. Um, and last year, my partner was downloading the DeLorean or whatever Star Wars shit. Oh, Google. the Mandalorian, yeah. And we do that all the time, like just watching movies mm-hmm. from whatever website. But we got two or three emails from like AT&T saying that uh, we access these Disney Plus movies or shows illegally and that they mm-hmm. would like, you know, get rid of our internet if we didn't. And I have never had that like happen. I was like, oh my God, um, who snitched? Lit, you uh, your myself. computer snitched on you. Yeah. Honestly, your computer snitched on you. Uh, this is, I mean, this is a good time to tell people about VPNs. <laughs> yeah, we end up doing that. Yeah. I'm honestly not even surprised. If I'm you not... wanted to hypothetically get a thing, have VPN. If you're a sex worker, you gotta have VPN. Period. Do we have that in this household? No, we do not have a VPN in this household. Uh, should we get that like now? Probably. Do, is it like a family? Hell plan? yeah! You can get one through Proton Mail. Proton and mail? it's a really great one. I, yeah, Proton Mail has one. It's part of their mail package. Oh, is it really? Uh, I believe it's the. T- mm-hmm. You can get because there's different levels, and I believe it's like the ten ultimate level has the VPN option, or you can get it a la carte. I think. So I need to update but my Proton like account. Is what you're saying? The interface is fucking clean. Okay, so I have to update my Proton. Got it. <laughs> Is there like a thing with like a family plan or something? No. No? Oh, everyone gets an individual one. I'll I'll show you when we get done. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. sounds neat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you should definitely Also, it's really fun if you've got your VPN on and you're on YouTube and you have a YouTube account with commercials because it'll be commercials from whatever country that VPN is showing you in. Oh, that's fun. And it's so fucking fly. That is fun. 
Okay, so I don't, I don't have to see the McDonald's chicken ad commercial targeted at black people so I can hear that smooth R&B music and see some God ribs. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit because it's just so fucking trite. It's like, who are you selling this goddamn sandwich to? Oh, yo. Like, I remember back when, um, when a lot of... This? When chain restaurants were, like, all getting Wi-Fi at the same time going into, like, 2010... I lived in Florida, oh, and I went into uh, a Bojangles Chicken, and their Wi-Fi name was Oh Lord, Love Me Some Chicken. Oh, was the name no. Of- yeah. Oh, no. I didn't know what screenshots were then. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Wow. It's already called Bojangles Chicken. Jesus Christ. Like, insult to goddamn injury. Yeah. terrible they should have just ca- called it will you tap tap dance for me they should have just called it that yeah or and- yes sir, is the password like- <laughs> 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 i wouldn't have went in but those florida lightning storms are too scary i wouldn't stand at the bus stop in a florida lightning storm i'll go inside any building yeah i mean that's kind of legit though <laughs> yeah i don't miss those smooth r&b chicken commercials I mean, I have my plight with the Popeye lady. Like, everyone in my life knows I fucking don't like her, but I have my reasons. Yeah. I think yeah. that's legit, though. Or one I, I've probably mentioned a million times. The uh, It's around, like, 2005, and I'm watching a program, and commercials come on, and I don't have DVR yet, so I have to watch them. And uh, it's a Burger King commercial, and it's an uh, an illustrated animated chicken but it had uh, spinning rims for feet. <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. Just as tacky as can be. We love to see it. Oh, this is fun. I realized oh, I Jesus. don't have my uh, Proton. Oh, there we go. Okay. I didn't have my uh, Proton password memorized. Whew. All right. Fixing that right now. Be real hard not to say proton pack for me. Proton pack? I'm, I'm corny like well, that. Well, that's what happens when you upgrade your account. You get the proton pack. Oh, that's neat. You get that proton pack though. <laughs> you slang in that proton pack. Then you can catch Vigo, right? Yes. Mm. Ooh, what's your favorite commercial? Oh shoot. Like a... I have an. In- annuity but i need cash now that's my favorite shit in the whole world the jg wentworth one really shit. i um I, I mean that's that's that one though that's a hitter every time jg wentworth that's a banger that song still slaps period <laughs> I, I don't remember what the product they were at or service they were advertising was, but the the commercial was a guy at a job interview, and on the desk is the uh, the boss's name, and it's D U M A S, and he's just calling him dumbass over and over. it's just a supercut of this guy calling him dumbass, and then he at the end he says it's Dumas, and I'm all oh it's for oh. Uh, it's- it's for uh, American Airlines, I think. It's like, want to get away. Right? Oh, okay. Isn't that it? 
Yeah, it was on one of the old rap tapes because we used to record rap videos a lot in the 90s on VHS tapes. And it was one of the times where somebody Dang. forgot to hit pause and recorded a commercial break. And so now that commercial break is just archived in your life. <laughs> I'm a, like, I swear, it's an A&W root beer commercial. An A&W root beer commercial. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I think just because I'm from Chicago, I have to say it. The fucking Eagle Man, which nobody probably what? knows that one. But yeah. <laughs> we have something similar. It's uh, the Tahawk. And it's this white guy. and it's Oh, my teams, God. The lawyer? I don't know. Cocaine? Oh, yeah. That's Texas, baby. That's right where I'm from. Fort yes. Worth, honey. And he's out here like, you need a fucking lawyer? <laughs> yes, that guy like, is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That in the uh, Little Caesars commercial where the dude's standing in line and the person at the front is like, yeah, you could just pick up or delivery or whatever the fuck they do and he's like there are no rules there are no rules and he starts taking off his shirt oh like sorry you put your shirt on there's some rules there are still rules <laughs> that's hilarious no eagle man was for car insurance but it was someone dressed up in an eagle <laughs> costume and like but it was weird because it was eagle man but he would lay eggs and like he would like he would like stand on top of a car and like squat and then like they'd pan away and pan back and there'd be like a big ass egg there and they'd be like look at those low rates <laughs> it was like the corniest fucking shit i've ever seen in my life i don't care oh, i don't wait. care you just reminded me. Okay, um, th this also is specifically to my 12 years living in Florida for some reason. It was a appliance store, and it was clearly a couple, um, Asian man, I don't know the specific, and a white woman. And they're clearly a couple that own an appliance store. And they made new commercials, like, every month. Yeah. You know, but saying most of the same lines. But af as mm -hmm. it went on, it was like, dude, he has a cast on his arm. And then, like, she has, like, an eye patch. And then he has a cast on his finger. It's like, what the fuck are these two doing and just still making these commercials? So it wasn't, like, one commercial. But it was just, like, a year of these two people having different injuries. That's kind of funny. I would actually like to see those. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just sent y'all a little sum-sum. So, um about eagle man yeah oh so anyways yes bad oh, vintage God. chicago commercials um yeah oh my god that picture is already offensive i'm already offended already i'm you know what because you made me look at that you get to enjoy this as well so fuck you, enjoy it. You don't have a choice. That's how it works. That's right. I'm going to have to link these tracks with the episode. <laughs> yeah. Texas law. Yes, okay, I have seen that guy. All right, okay, yes, I have seen Wait, him. I remember Texas law hawk. <laughs> Texas law hawk. Yeah, that's us. That's right. That's where I live. <laughs> Not just Texas, but in the city where he operates. Are you really fucking playing it? Brian Wilson, Texas Lawhawk. Brian Wilson, the oh my God, Texas so Lawhawk. Oh my God, this audio. Challenge of justice. 
And then, like, in the video, they're, like, leaving a party, but it's not really furries because he only has on the animal head. Maybe it's working class furries. The rest of it's on layaway. I don't know. This is furries for the people. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Being a furry is expensive. Oh, Shit. You gotta oh, be out no. here, like, if you got a full fur suit, you either sell it or you part of the bourgeoisie. You I feel love that me? audio. God. Fucking Texas law hawk. There's so much like just the hawk noises are my favorite part. Like just fuck everything else that's happening. The hawk noises. <laughs> too much. It's too much. Oh my god. Like that guy. That just that guy. And remember, this was one of those things where what this says uh 2015. I'm pretty sure these were out before that. Yeah. Yeah, these are older than 2015. Oh, yeah. And it, it's just like, you know what? This is probably the direction America's going. This guy. Yeah. Again, like I said with Danny DeVito's character in Matilda, that that guy. Like, literally, Donald <laughs> Trump is like every white man. That's why everybody <sighs> recognizes something in him they don't like. <laughs> I mean, that's accurate, though. Honestly. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh. It's, yeah, it's that every you know white men want to see themselves reflected back in media, or they don't feel good or whatever. Yeah, you know because most things are made for them because they act like babies when something changes, and they're like, "How did you make this person a girl?" It's like, wow, it's, all of your fragility is wrapped up in a fandom. That that's a choice. That's something, isn't it? What a way to be. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Damn, oh it is it is eight twenty in the PM. It is holy yep. shit. I've got to go. Uh, I got to go drive some skyjacks around in the morning. Oh, uh, toxic masculinity story. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, an individual that was very afraid to get on the skyjack. Yeah. Got on the skyjack anyway because if he tells the boss he's afraid. He'll just get it reassigned. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's other cats that have done that. You know, like uh, the cat I work with, Felix. He's yeah. like, I'm not getting on fucking Skyjack. And they keep trying to put him there. And he's like, no. And I'm like, why give Felix a different job for the day? But he gets on anyway. And his job on the Skyjack is to watch the hose while I drive and ascend. And he's too busy looking up and looking down and doesn't watch the hose and breaks a piece of equipment. Oh, that's fun. That's my first equipment break, and it was brought to you by Toxic Masculinity. Well, he's, you can't tell people you're scared of stuff if you're a man. Like, that's one of those, like, fellows is it gay situations. Like, uh, you know, can't, yeah. do that. can't do that. Is it okay that I took a shot every time you said Skyjack? Sky- yes. Oh, that's a fair deal. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're around me, you're going to hear those words a lot. You're going to hear Skyjack, Machine, Crescent Wrench. Allen wrenches. Where the hell are my stainless steel safety scissors? Seal bar. I need my crowbar. But where is skyjack.com though? Because that's what I would want. <laughs> People jerking off at the airplane bathroom. I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. it's people butt ass naked changing tires on planes. I don't care what it is. People I just want to. Right. Butt ass naked. All right. The whole right and while they do what they talk about uh they talk about populism <laughs> just kind of turn to the oh, camera yeah. <laughs> i would have a conversation about egalitarianism while we change the tires on this uh 
747, butt ass naked. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I don't know how this is going to be one whole episode. I don't know either. I don't know. This episode had thunderstorms. Yes. Uh, music. Yes. We had a Negro music instrumental moment for like 60 seconds. We did. That's a bit of a long time for radio. Mm-hmm. We had Jesus was a white man too. A Megan Kelly clip. Mm-hmm. That came in. Mm-hmm. DVDs. DVDs. Goodness gracious. The Lawhawk. Mm-hmm. Teflon tape. Lawhawk. Yeah, you said So in case anyone forgot, Sex Workers Outreach Project. Yes. SwapUSA.org, right? And you can also, you can go there and cop some Swap swag, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's a a charitable donation so you can rock it back on your tax refund, right? Yes. Hey, that's fresh, so you can get one of these Swap mugs, Mm -hmm. right? Have yourself a nice proper cuppa. You know, put put some brandy in it. It's okay. Put some brandy in it. Well, fuck yeah. It's I mean, Sunday. It's for Jesus. Yeah, put some crown in there. We won't tell. We're yeah. not snitches here at Swap USA. I think crown vanilla actually is a creamer for coffee. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a legit I one. think every whiskey is a creamer for coffee. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And okay. I think uh, reefer, well, we should, we should just have that. That should have been socialized. <laughs> Correct. Why am I still copping a reefer? Just saying. My distribution agent doesn't wear a mask anymore. Oh, that's what, booty. What's happening? Ooh. Yeah, I gotta, oh, I gotta oh. sanitize the bag when I get in. It's a fucking guy. All right, y'all. I think we're about done, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a recreational state. Go fuck yourselves, everybody. <laughs> All right. I mean, you put you put too many ethnic people in one fucking space together and expecting us all to stick to a fucking timeline for talking. <laughs> no. Yeah, there is no timeline. There is no topic. It's just fucking free for all. It's just yeah, there's plenty chilling. of dead air where we're all just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> just too chilling. many Negroes. Too many Negro conversations. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> Shit, I love it. All right, so just make the next one. All right, you, you, wait, you folks seem like you chill. Just co- come back to the wine cellar again. Can you come back next week? Uh, yeah, I could fuck with that. I know I'm on vacation. I'm supposed to, like, take a break. But this is fun, though. It's not, you know, doing work that makes me sad or emotionally exhausts me. This has been really fun, honestly. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not somebody from The Guardian getting a quote. I'm an, I'm a nigger from Sheridan Avenue. I'm here. I'm chilling. Hey. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. I'm just trying to be a chill nigger, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yes, all the time. Indeed. So let's go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Yes. I'm going to hit stop on the intro.